day, everyone. My name is Ben Oyoung, and I am your host. I am talking to you from Maryland, but I get to speak to Maggie Reardon in L.A., Los Angeles, California, and she's with Homeboy Industries. <laughs> Let's give it up for Maggie. It's, she has been gracious enough to talk to us. And, you know, Maggie, I got to admit, you got to be the youngest missionary that I've talked to so far. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> we have such a diverse uh, background. Did, did you just graduate from college? I did. I graduated from Catholic University of America in May. Bam, just graduated in May. (laughs) How did you get from Catholic U, my backyard in Washington, D.C., and now uh, all the way across to the West Coast? Sure. Well, first, Ben, I'm really grateful to be here and be a part of this. And I'm I'm happy that I'm I'm the youngest one you've interviewed. That's really cool. I'm I'm happy to represent. There are a lot of us out there. So yeah, I graduated from Catholic University of America in May. I got my degree in politics and I minored in theology. And I was pretty involved in the campus ministry program at Catholic. I feel really lucky that I was surrounded um, by so many uh, young adults um, and adults who were so committed to justice and to service and to really cultivating um, a culture of encounter and care. And that kind of what was led me down the long-term service path. Uh, Catholic offers kind of like career fairs. They have like long-term service fairs. And I went to those actually for, during the four years of my college experience because I, I knew I felt some sort of like calling to participate in long-term service opportunities. And it was there that I got involved with the Jesuit Volunteer Corps. I connected with them. I ended up applying and kind of led me to where I am today. So you graduated in May, and did you start right away in homeboy industries, or or did did they delay? Did they say, hey, take July and August off, take a chill pill? No, they didn't. They just said, or just start. How did that process go? So we embark on our year of service in August. So I was hanging out at my house. I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. So I was hanging out in Massachusetts for the end of May, June, and July. And then I traveled to Ohio in early August and met a lot of other Jesuit volunteers. We uh, commit to different values throughout the year. So spirituality, community, simple living, and social justice. And so we all live in intentional community together. So we all met up in Ohio and had like an orientation and then we were flown out to our cities to start our service. So I probably started at Homeboy a few weeks into August. Oh, okay. So so you all rendezvoused in Ohio, but then you guys are sent out to different locations. Yes. And this is all part of the Jesuit volunteer network that they have. Yes. So there's about 150 of us in the country and we have houses across various cities and there are groups of people that live together and perform service work in the variety of fields. So what was your reaction when you said, I'm going to L.A., I'm going to Hollywood? What was your reaction? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I was so excited. I've been a big fan of Greg Boyle for as long as I can remember. I read uh, his first book, Tattoos on the Heart, in high school. And then I ended up getting involved in restorative justice work in college and really fell in love 
with Homeboy and its mission and the work that they were doing. So it was like a dream come true to come and work at Homeboy. Awesome. So for everyone who's listening, uh, Father Boyle is the one who founded Homeboy Industries. And so that's awesome that you found a good match to what you were looking for. Could you share a little bit more for our listening audience what Homeboy Industries tries to, to do? What's their mission and then what's their, what's their call to service? So Homeboy Industries is located in Los Angeles, California, and it's the largest gang intervention and rehabilitation and reentry program in the world. We employ formerly incarcerated and gang individuals and provide wraparound services, as well as a really poignant, beautiful community of like kinship and care so that individuals can heal and then go on to participate in various jobs slash in their lives. What a gift. What an opportunity to yeah. help those who are hurting you know, and they, they just need a new start, a new beginning. So what is your particular role as you're out in LA? And if it's changed, feel free to share how it, it might have changed as well. So I work as an employment counselor, providing job resources um, to our individuals, to the individuals that are in the program. Um, Homeboy has a 18th month uh, program model. So individuals will come in um, and for the first couple of months, we'll participate in self-development classes. Um, and then the next couple of months, we'll transition to our social enterprises. So we have a few social enterprises. That's the recycling plant, uh, the cafe, the bakery. And that's an opportunity to gain some job training and, you know, kind of figure out where you want to go after Homeboy. So I help people navigate getting into the social enterprises, and then also navigate the transition out from Homeboy uh, into the workforce in a variety of different fields. How cool is that, that you get to their feet on the ground? Now, the listeners can't see you, but you're not an intimidating presence, I gotta admit. You seem like warm and friendly and and, and (laughs) joyful, right? How do the previous gang members and, and inmates, how do they respond to you? You know, I think that... The clients that I work with are some of the most tender, kindest, most gentle people I have ever met. And, you know, at at Homeboy, we talk a lot about like kinship and this mutual exchange of humanity and being formed by one another. And I just feel so grateful that I've been able to be formed by such loving people. I always describe my time at Homeboy as... um, making me love better. Like I've learned how to love better uh, from those that I've encountered. So it's a wonderful opportunity to just share your heart, to share God's love. And you get to do that every day. For sure. So so what are your toughest challenges though about working for Homeboy Industries? I think I've spent a lot of time really just mourning the suffering that I witness every single day. I feel so lucky to have been transformed by individuals who have just endured so much trauma and injustice and have seen such pain and suffering in their lives. And I think what's really hard is that society takes a very punitive approach to 
justice. We see that within mass incarceration. We see that with the death penalty. And we see that with the lack of opportunity and welcome that formerly incarcerated individuals see upon release. And so navigating that, um, the lack of resources available, navigating hard conversations with people who, who don't really see the value or um, want to invest in restorative justice has been one of the biggest challenges, I would say. Is it a challenge of like opening people's hearts? Is, is that a, the big part of that? To, to just help them to know that God's there for them and, and that we're there to help? I wouldn't say that it's a challenge within the walls of Homeboy. I think Homeboy is such a beautiful community where, you know, Father Greg talks about you're holding up the mirror, right? You hold up the mirror to see God's love and it's reflected, reflected back to you. You see your own goodness because we are all intrinsically so good. I would say more so it's a challenge within the context of society. I think that we love to think in black and white terms, right? You're good and you're bad. You've done something positive or negative. But I talk about this year as being the year of holding it all, right? Like you can have perpetrated harm and you are full of goodness and love and light. And one does not negate the other. It sounds like a fascinating job that missionary work that never is going to be the same every day because each individual is so different. Sure. Yeah. I know you touched on this before about the joy of your job, but is there anything else that, that I might not have touched on that you just love, the true moments where you just feel so close to God and to, you, and to your clients? I would say... I feel so lucky that I get to experience and be in God's love and be embraced by love every single day. It really goes back to that, that idea of kinship and community. And I see it at Homeboy every single day, right? Like we're these encounters that we have and this value that's placed on relationship is transformative. Father Greg often talks about how we are called to transform our pain so we don't transmit it. And I feel like there's such a mutual exchange of healing and transformation that occurs within these walls. And I, and I hope that one day that's extended to the entirety of society and on a global scale, um, because I think it has such value. Is that you see these gang members, they can look so tough, right? But then they're like wonderful guys and, and, and really just like soft teddy bears, right? You just want to hug them and just support them as much as possible. Is that something that you just see over and over again? Oh, for sure. These are the kindest, most tender, most gentle people I've ever I've ever met. And it's a gift to be encountered by them, to form in, form relationships with them, to be ministered to by them. I think in missionary work, we we talk it, it's the conversation often feels a little one-sided. It's talked about like you are going to help, right? And, and I take an issue with the idea of like helping people. I think this is another Father Greg quote. There are just so many. I keep naming them. <laughs> but one of them is you go to the margins not to make a difference, 
but you go so that the folks at the margins make you different. And I gratefully find myself becoming different every single day. Wow. 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 That is so beautiful. So basically, you're the one that seems to benefit, right? You're the one that has a a joy from this and and you're experiencing the gifts of the Holy Spirit and all this. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You know, the gospel reading that you got today, wow, you've you've hit the, what some people would say, the the missionary gospel reading. You know, the harvest is plenty, (laughs) neighbors are few. But how does the gospel reading today on service, how does that relate to your ministry? Yeah. So, well, here, I'll read, I'll read a little piece of it. So this is from Matthew 9, 36, 10 through 8. And there's a line that says, and this is Jesus talking to his disciples, the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. So ask the master of the harvest to send out laborers for his harvest. And, you know, that really kind of struck a chord with me thinking about Oscar Romero. So um, Oscar Romero is a very big deal in the community that I'm a part of. I belong to a parish out here in LA, Dolores Mission, and many of our parishioners are immigrants, and some of them are from El Salvador. There's actually, it's it's beautiful. If you ever get a chance to go to Dolores Mission, please do. If you're standing at the altar and you look towards the back, there's this beautiful art piece of Romero saying mass and he's being shot. Um, and I asked one of the priests at Dolores Mission, I was like, oh my gosh, like, what do you, what do you think about when, you know, you look at that while you're, while you're saying mass, while you're consecrating the Eucharist? And he looked at me and smiled and he was like, it keeps you humble. And I was like, wow, that's beautiful. But Oscar Romero reminds me of prophets of a future, not our own. I don't know if you're familiar. I'm sorry that I'm not, but for, for our listeners, Oscar Romero was, was in El Salvador and really trying to help out their community. He became a bishop and was there and unfortunately was martyred while serving at mass. And tragically, he was shot while he was, I, I believe, raising the chalice. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. He was so became a martyr. So, yes, I see how he's a big influence for our uh, El Salvador population there. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So he has this this great prayer and it's called Prophets of a Future, Not Our Own. And towards the end of the prayer, it, it says, I'll read it. It says, we may never see the end results, but that is the difference between the master builder and the worker. We are workers, not master builders, ministers, not messiahs. We are prophets of a future, not our own. And I think for me, when thinking about vocation, when thinking about my spirituality, when thinking about God, I I hope and pray that my life is that of a worker, right? That that I go in every day, you know, actualizing the kingdom of God. Because the kingdom of God is here, right? God, God desires us to participate in that to feel that fully, to dive into the depth and richness of it. And it's right in front of our eyes. And and I think I see that at Homeboy all the time. The kingdom of God is so alive in the relationship, in the kinship, in the tenderness. 
you know, it sounds like you're tasting heaven on earth, which is wonderful. And while you're in the mission field, while you're helping out in the harvest, and with joy and gratefulness, you have been changed for the better. As you serve, you have drawn closer to Christ. And so many missionaries share that same experience. Thank you. If you had any advice for all of our listeners, but I think you gave it, right? And that uh, don't be afraid of the mission field and enjoy it because you're going to experience, yeah, work, right? And some difficult times, but overall, uh, just a joy because you're serving for the Lord. For sure. It, this has been such a gift. It, it, one of the biggest blessings of my life has been the relationships that I've created at Homeboy. Going back to Greg's quote, right? Like, you don't go to make a difference, you go to be different. And I'm so grateful that I've been made different by the lives and joys and sufferings of other people. In essence, they've given you a gift of, of, of God's love, too. How cool. Is there anything else you want to share that you think might be beneficial for our listeners about Homeboy Industries? Yeah, we, we do tours. If you ever get an opportunity to come and visit, please come by. You, you mentioned it being like a slice of heaven, like Homeboy is heaven on earth. Like that, that is how I would describe it to people. Just all of us in one place, um, embracing one another engaging in meaningful encounter. And, and you feel that when you walk in the door. I had my uh, parents come out and visit me a few months ago and, and they walked in and they were like, oh my gosh, like this is one of the happiest places I've ever been. And that's, that's such a beautiful thing. And we welcome people to, to come and be a part of that. So if you get a chance to, please do. Awesome. So, so we'll put that in the show notes, uh, how to visit Homeboy Industries as well as how to donate Yes. And, and well as uh, also to volunteer, correct? Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. You can definitely reach out. We have a, a website. We have social media. Um, we have a 5K every year, which is very popular. <laughs> um, and that would be a great opportunity to come and get to know the community. I also highly recommend Father Greg's books. They really give such a beautiful insight to what Homeboy is about. Awesome. Okay, yes, we'll we'll try to put those in the show notes as well. So, Maggie, it has been wonderful talking to you. Again, thank you so much for your time and sharing about Homeboy Industries. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. Yes. Thank you so much, Maggie. Appreciate it. God bless, okay? Thank you. Let us go forth and spread the good news. Go Forth is a service of the United States Catholic Mission Association, funded in part by the Catholic Communications Campaign. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite listening platform. We'd love to earn five stars from you, so be sure to leave a review. Visit uscatholicmission.org forward slash go forth for scripture commentaries, show notes, and Mission Cafe details. Check out the show notes for pictures and links about our witnesses' mission. Our music is Go Out, Go Out by Curtis Stefan, used by License with OCP. Wherever you live and whatever you do, God has a mission just for you. 
Come back next week to meet another missionary disciple sharing God's love through their life and witness. Amen. Steadfast is his kindness.